What's up, bro? Ugh. Turn that fucking alarm off, man. Morning. Good sleepover, bro. Fuck, what? Why is it so wet in here? Oh, oh, it smells like ah, I pissed myself! Bro! Oh my god! Bro, must have had too many last night, am this I right? This is the worst! Why are we in a bed together? Oh bro, no! Bro, how many beers you slam? Oh my god, this better be beer in the bread! Oh my god, I pissed No, myself. you just pissed yourself because you drank so many beers, but dude, that's pretty epic, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. Happen. Honestly, that's, it's that's, kind of funny. That's, yeah, whoop. I mean, gross, but like, fucking, the, the dudes, the homies are gonna love this shit. We'll, we'll tell this story for the rest of our time, but let's... Morning, bro. Is this sunny and shared? Didn't he die in a skiing accident? It's too early to think about skiing, man. Dude, that was a good sleepover, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, I loved that sleep. Oh my Oh, what's that smell? Oh my god, I pissed myself oh, you know what man it happens to everybody man I you know what i piss myself every night until i was 17 and a half years old so i get it my guy dude you know, you're like you're like 17 and, a and three like fourths three-fourters. now yeah so wow. honestly i may have just snuck over and pissed in your bed but it happens there's nothing to be worried about we're homies for life and i love you I love you too, man. That's why it's we're okay. That's all. This, that's why this, you're sleeping in my twin bed with me. Yeah, that's okay. This, this bond. You think this is some embarrassing type shit that we're on? We're actually on some love type shit because I get you, homie. I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Fuck! I better not have pissed the bed. Oh, he's waking up. Somebody, get, I gotta get the sheets. He's gotta get the sheets. Okay, can you turn off that alarm for me real quick? Can you turn off that alarm for me real quick? Oh, what's that? I don't smell anything. Febreze. It's Febreze. Bro, no. Bro, I don't piss when I smell it. What the fuck, bro? Was that you? I know. Fuck, it wasn't me. I... I... I want you! You fucking son of a bitch! You fucking said if I came over, you would fucking not piss the bed, and you fucking piss the bed again! God fucking damn it! I'm gonna fucking kill you! I I love you. You're I, fucking I love dead. You. Fuck you! You're gonna eat this fucking sheets. You can't handle the truth. Gets it. Bring back your goddamn honey! But I know it will! So I can keep that in there. My mom always said, A longer intro, but I kind of liked it, you know? I spit everywhere. Yeah, I saw it going. <laughs> I, I went for it. As they said, the cast me out. I thought it was a of course he is your we're three minutes in, you'd already left to go get the cat. Paul can keep him occupied. They can't, they cannot. They're too invested 
in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right. That's what happens when you're watching good cinema. God, I love when we do a good movie on here. It's cinema, man. And we're we're movie guys at our core. You think sometimes we're just we're shitty trash guys or we're like we're goblin people. God, get kitty like this fucking guy, but no. We're fucking patrons of high art and we know what sophisticated good cinema fucking looks like. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking goblin people are Seth and Devin. Truly. Could you imagine and, and if there Jinjo. was an episode with just Seth and Devin and Jinjo? And Jinjo thrown in there. That episode would be unhinged. They would love any movie they would put in front of them. I know, right? They would actually all probably hate it. Devin would hate whatever it is. Seth would give it a 7.3. And Jinjo Devin would go just has the shit. opposite opinion of what he should have, I think. I know, right? You probably hate this, but we love cinema, and we watched Fifty First. We love movies. No, we watched Fifty First Dates last week as as yeah, a Love Lad film, and we enjoyed last it. Week. But this is this is this is a different ball game here. This is, this this is, is our masterpiece, Love Lads. This is a, a movie. It's a movie, and so with that, I'm Lucas. Oh, do you have questions for me? I got questions for you. Usually. Folks, if you don't know at this time, Brandon inquires about some things. Sort of like a, yeah. And and I'll I'll try and answer. Give me some awoogies. (laughs) We're not going to call them questions. Hey, you got any awoogies? Awoogies for me. (laughs) Serious film cinema lover. Do you got some awoogies? Oh boy, do I have awoogies. I hawk awoogies sometimes. Good. Throw them my way. First question, do you like the song I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher? I do. I do. Like, it's a good song. I love Cher and a lot of her Bobbleheads. He died. He died in a ski accident. Like that one Sonny girl. The, the mom from the parent trap. Or the one of the Kennedys. One of the Kennedys. Almost Jeremy Renner, but that was actually snowmobiling. Never mind. Yeah. And that was like when he was getting his mail. No, he wasn't snowmobiling down a mountain to get his mail. Maybe oh, he was. That... What does Jeremy Renner live? I don't know. He could live I, in a it mountain. It was either him. Maybe it was the Russian guy who died who was in Star Trek. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know this one, no. Boris. It's not Boris. Boris Yeltsin, or is that a prime minister? <laughs> I'm, there was my, a Russian my knowledge actor, of the very famous guy, um, like in his late 20s, was in Star Trek, like the new Star Trek movies. And then I think he went to go get his mail in like a four wheeler and he like went out to reach for it too much and it tipped over and it killed him. Damn, you shouldn't try and grab your mail Russian while riding the four wheeler. You could have just got off the four wheeler. Start. It would have been way easier. Anton Yeltsin. You were actually pretty close. You got that last Who's name Boris right. Boris Yeltsin is a former president of Russia. Yeah. Oh, wow. You nailed it. Who also died getting his mail from a four wheeler. Damn. That's no, he died via execution. Um, you go. I'll look up his death. Okay. Uh, Aruka number two. Do you like Puxatani Phil? I hate him. Actually, heart disease got him. Turns out, damn. Not Puxatani Phil. He's is he same the same Pux? Forever? I don't know how long. Is he I don't know three? how. I don't know how long groundhogs live. Lore. 
All right, right now, take a guess of how long Groundhog's live before I look it up. Rodents, 15 years, 35 years, something like that. Groundhogs live for, oh my god. Males are typically, the average lifespan of a groundhog is three years. No, he's definitely a different one then. Well, that doesn't seem right. That's from Fish and Wildlife Groundhog, but that's in.gov. But on pbs.org, Groundhog Fact Sheet. Oh, yeah, it is. In the wild, they can live up to six with two or three being the average. But in captivity, they have reportedly lived up to 14. So they've had many Puxatawney fills. Plural fills, yeah. Okay, good. Good a-googie. A-woogie. <laughs> good a-woogie. And last but not least, do you like time loop films? Typically, I don't think so as much as normal people or the, the, the layman. Um, people fucking lose you. You love it. And I'm not decrying in any of the Palm Beach movie. Um, Palm Looper, Springs, yeah. People like or Jumper, whatever one is. I think they both might be. I don't think either of them are time loops. Finding but... Nemo. Um, they're all. I don't know. Maybe nothing. I I don't know. Layman's... What's a Finding Nemo? Yeah. What the hell? Good movie. Yeah, let's go with the cat's mailing. Well. If you have answered yes to any of the awoogas, awoogies, awoogas of liking the song I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher, if you like Puxatani Phil, or if you like time loop films, you've come to the right place. This is the good, the bad, and it's the awoogies. It's a audio medium. It's a podcast. Every week we come at you with film analysis and critiques and then background information and quotes, fucking quotes. Like I promised, yes. Um, like I like I fucking promised. Um, yeah. And this is our podcast, and I'm Lucas, and I'm Brandon, and we want and to we're get humble in... servants of good cinema. We want to transcend the listening experience, not just entering your ears, but entering your mind, tickling it, making yeah. you desire more, more cinema. This is what it's all about. We get more to, information. We get you, balls deep. We Get you in here, yeah, and then you're like, "Art, do I love it? I do. Maybe these these two chaps, they can they can lead me down a path of better art." Yeah, that's us, baby. Brandon and Lucas, Lucas and Brandon in the flesh. Seth the quit, chaps, or he's didn't quit. He's it's a hiatusing. He's just until... probably sitting at home on his couch watching the NBA All Star Game. To be honest. What's his... Yeah, it's complicated, his status with the show, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, he's in a polyamorous relationship with the podcast. He's he's doing a different podcast now, yeah. Devin just quit, and he just sometimes wants to just fuck around with us. Which is uh, much. which is fine. Which is... Yeah. That's Devin for you. That's Devin. That's, that's, that's our guy. And, then and we this got is a movie. With a director this year? We've this got time? drinks. Drinks, fuck. I don't have any drinks. <laughs> I don't have, I've got water. Hey, hide your flask. You're on your like 90 day cleanse still, right? You wrapping that up soon? Yeah, in uh, 90 days. What? You just started today? You relapsed? I, I relapsed. Fuck, Brandon. I, I drank piss, you know? You said you could drink piss. I remember. Could drink piss. Yeah. If you're drinking only water and nothing else, that's why I pissed the bed over and over. 
That's true. That Ninety day bit. water cleanse. I don't um, got nothing. That's okay. You know, I had a wild berry pop tart can... like twenty minutes ago. Those are good. I like the wild berries. I like the wild berries. I'm wearing that's the, the G that's shock. Like the, yo, you're always wearing the. Is that the purple one with the blue squigglies on top? What? The pop tart. The wild oh, berries. The watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And the G people care about oh, the watch. Yeah, tune in at a lot of feedback about what watch I'm wearing. Tune in at fifteen forty on the YouTube video. It's a G Shock. You'll see that G Shock. So today we've got our masterpiece, uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, bon appetit, (laughs) Groundhog Day. Uh, Director Kurt Rambis from nineteen ninety three. It's Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, close. Kurt Rambis was a power forward for the lakers yeah in the 80s. he was also a very talented filmmaker in his own right that same kurt rambis no he coached for a minute though oh i coached um, too though so i guess i'm his equal yeah and you're a great filmmaker i think you're just better than kurt rambis better than kurt rambis and harold rambis i'm lucas lorenz our final middle school girls game is tomorrow and you're gonna win i hope we haven't won one yet Check out our Facebook and Instagram. Go back a long time. You'll see a little a little bit of work from Lucas and I. Lucas, Quack Dealers, and me, oh, sure. uh, The Dog Days. We both the made little days. trailers. We are filmmakers. We're filmmakers. And artists, and we love good cinema. And Harold Ramis has done films such as... Caddyshack. Shrunk the Kids. Caddyshack. Yeah. Great uh, film. Love vacation. it. Vacation. Christmas Lampoon's National... Vacation? The original, yeah. All those. Love it. Chevy guy. Uh, uh, Stuart saves his family. He sure did. I'm pretty sure he's a he's an SNL guy. One of those dudes. Uh, multiplicity. Uh, analyze this. Analyze this, yeah. Therapy. How about Bedazzled? Never heard of it. Seems like a good idea. He did year one. Oh no! <laughs> and four episodes we, of The Office was year one on our podcast or tossed it's about. On, it's on our master list, but we haven't done it ever yet. Bandied about, it's bad. Alex likes it. I think it's actually pretty funny, but it, it's genuinely bad. It's yeah. Rambus is an interesting, interesting figure. Not Rambus, Harold Ramus. And did he write this thing? Uh, he is one of the writers. One of one two. of how many writers? One of two. One of two writers, folks. That means that means he wrote all the consonants, and the other person wrote the vowels. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how they that's how they mix it up. Uh, Harold Ramis oh, has done the same writer work as he did directorial, but then also well, National also. Lampoon's Animal House. Oh, uh, my classmate was in that. Yep, exactly. Meatballs 1 and 3. Yeah. He did Caddyshack 1 and 2. Didn't... And Ghostbusters 1 and 2 he wrote. Yeah, he's like a he's one of those guys. Some of my, my stepdad's all-time favorite movies in, among that bunch. Caddyshack and Ghost. Oh, and he also wrote Stripes. And Animal House. Stripes also among that. Bill Murray's guy also. Yep. And then the other writer's Danny Rubin. He's written Hear No Evil. Uh, yeah, Hear Evil. SFS. The Super Fun Squad. 
Sierra Foxtrot Sierra. I don't know. He did a Stork Day. Ooh, stupid. I remember yeah. that shit. It's a, it's a spinoff on Groundhog Day, but it's Storks. Yeah, storks. Telling Lots the weather. Storks. And 12 episodes of a show called Our Own Devices. They were left to him. Our own diviches. Diviches, as, as you would. And then a cast. You already said We're one, casted. our leading did man. You see, did you see that the Oscars for next year are adding a new category of best casting? Oh, nice. Okay. I think that's largely to our work. Now, dude, thanks to our like campaigning for it on the show. Now, if they would only recognize like bass fishermen and stuff within this category yeah i think we know so. it's a true tip of the cap i mean like is it better to cast a giant cast for dune 2 or to catch a fucking bluefin tuna yeah like a 200 like on the dot fly cast are you Ooh. kidding me right oh place God. it right where you want to drop that bait right on that fish's head right on the he's like fucking fly. tuna's ah. mouth bro fucking tuna not a fucking tuna, man. Um, fucking tuna, bro. I also heard a while ago they wanted to try and get best voice actor in there. Heard that. I've heard long. I've heard stunt stunting. Mm-hmm. They've campaigned for. I think it has to do with leadership roles, though. I've heard a lot of casting directors right now are in charge of the academy. So I see. Whoa. I just know that like they had a long time ago wanted to do. Uh, voice actor when Ellen was Dory for Finding Nemo, actually. Yeah. And they were like, holy shit, she killed it, the story. But then they didn't. And then, like, years later, when they did the live action her. remake of The Lion King. Oh. Ooh, yeah. her is a good one. But uh, Billy Eichner for Timon, they really wanted. Her would be yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But fuck them. But fuck a cast though. But fuck him. Ooh, we got yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, our main guy, a gem He's of the nineties, and Wes Anderson's muse. Exactly. Nowadays, uh, you've also Evil got lead. Andy McDowell. Oh baby, <laughs> you've got Chris Elliott, uh, Stephen yeah. Tobolowski, Brian yo, Doyle yo. Murray. Good name, Marita Garrity. All the above. Angela Patton and Rick DeCummin. 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 Kind of a two-hander. Two-hand lead. It's a rom-com. That's why we're doing this. It's a romance, but it's also a comedy underneath or on top. It's a love lad. Hey. Hey. Yeah, he's a love lad. He didn't realize it, but then he did. (sighs) Mm -hmm. After he killed himself. God, I love good romance films. Let's talk about and, it. A plot. And good suicide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. You don't love it. Yeah, we got a plot, though, that involves that. And movies. It's uh, a narcissistic, self-centered weatherman finds himself in a time loop on Groundhog Day. Great. He was narcissistic, yeah. And then he learned, Brandon. Yeah, he did. He killed himself. Yeah. He's a good it's a good plot for a movie, which is probably why it turned out to be a good movie. Whoa, spoilers. What? Our ratings? Good movie. Well, you've you've definitely said it's a masterpiece over and over, but I guess I have. 
I guess that like is like our quote unquote, this has been labeled a masterpiece. And then the whole tension of the show is, do we agree? So I guess I agree with that. But I don't necessarily know. It's supposed to be a good move, right? Yeah, there you go. And how about some history? I bet it's chock full. And how about some history? I'll take some history. Oh, shit. The history's coming. Ah, it's going to repeat itself. <laughs> I get shot over and over and over. And then, and how about some history? Oh, the history repeats itself. That is beautiful. That's poetic. Did you just come up with that? I did. Thank patent you. that phrase. Copyright. Trademark. Patent. General patent that phrase. I came up with that too. Go. I'm on fire. Live, laugh, laugh. I'm on fire. Girl <laughs> on fire. I wrote that song too. Patent, copyright. These are all trademarks of the good, the bad, the movies. Anybody who tries to replicate will be prosecuted, not persecuted. We're so um, history. History. So, I've got this. That Groundhog Day is a 1993 American fantasy romantic comedy film. Ruben conceived the outline of Groundhog Day in the early 1990s. He wrote it as a spec script to gain meetings with producers for other work. It eventually came to the attention of Ramis, who had worked with Ruben to make his idea less dark in tone and more palatable to a general audience by enhancing the comedy aspect. After being cast, Murray clashed with Ramis over the script. Murray wanted to focus on the philosophical elements, whereas Ramis concentrated on the comedic aspects. Principal photography took place from March to June of 1992, almost entirely in Woodstock, Illinois. Filming was difficult in part because of the bitterly cold weather, but also because of the ongoing conflict between Ramis and Murray. In the years since its release, the film has grown in esteem. It is often considered to be among the greatest films of the 90s and one of the greatest comedy movies ever. It also had a significant effect on popular culture. The term Groundhog Day, meaning a monotonous, unpleasant, and repetitive situation, has become a part of the English lexicon. Buddhist, Christian, and Jewish scholars have analyzed the film as a religious allegory, and Groundhog Day is also credited with having ushered in mainstream acceptance of comedy film with a fantasy genre element. In 2015, the screenplay was listed as the third funniest on the WGA's 101 Funniest Screenplays list, behind number one, Some Like It Hot from 1958, and number two, Annie Hall from 1977. That's right. In in 2006, the United States Library of Congress selected the film for preservation in the National Film Registry. Groundhog Day was adapted into a 2016 musical and inspired a 2019 video game sequel, Groundhog Day Like Father Like Son. On what on what platform, I wonder? Fuck it, I don't know. 2019, Switch, you played on the Switch? Yeah. Groundhog Day 2. Groundhog's Revenge. Interesting stuff. I've heard that Bill Murray was quite the creative force in this, actually, that he almost like semi co-directed it with how much influence he had over the story and direction it went. So interesting that that was not like like a happy thing from the director. Mm hmm. A lot of contention there. Also, I loved finding out that this was just one behind Annie Hall because I remember bringing that up so long ago, two years ago, actually, now yes. about... The WGA's like funniest, funniest screenplay list. Of course, which it which it still was. We, we love Annie Hall and Woody Allen for everything that he's got he's going. He's ever done, yeah, ever. And then, obviously, the National 
film registry for preservation for being historically or culturally significant for us. So, at, pack and another we'll one go, on. We'll go into Big Rog's review later, I would guess, but I remember him last episode saying that this was like the most spiritual movie of the 90s for American cinema. Boom. Big Rog's later. Spoilers. Did you did you add him just now, or was he there already? No, he's there. Fuck yes, we're on the same wavelength, Cinema Brother. Let's talk Fellini, let's talk fucking, fucking, fucking Hitchcock. Let's talk some fucking budget. <laughs> Two chaps, talking budget! Oi, we got some, any, any shillings? There's two shillings <laughs> many in the other pa- room. How many pounds? Oi, oh, that's oi. a good joke. There's two shillings in the other room? Yeah. Yeah, um... How many pounds? I would like a guess, because it's guess the budget. So budget time? Budget time. Guess the rhyme. 90, Harold Ramis, 93. If you're doing the books, you better not fudge it. Let's play fuck, a game fuck. called guess the guess budget. budget. Usually, I think the standard rom-com is 20 mil. This is a little bit prestigious. I'll say 20 mil. 20 mil. Okay. Uh, it's actually coming under that. It's 14.6. 14.6 million in inflation, though. So if it was made today, it would probably cost $800 million. That's, yeah, that's the inflation. If, if we're doing it directly based on rent inflation, I bet it's $800, 800 million. $800 yeah. million dollars to make. Yeah, okay. Cheap little flick back then. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm guessing other aspects of the financial returns for this movie, right? You like sure I'm are. Some sort of fucking accountant, yeah. <laughs> um, Hollywood math, they say, is um, I'll go opening weekend. Just in America. Just in America. And Canada. America, and not Great Britain. No pounds here. Scooby Dooby Doo. This movie made twenty two million at the box office opening weekend it's a good opening weekend but not that not that high 12.5 12.5 okay pretty standard mid 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 hit probably open at number two okay how about us and canada though it had to have grown some growies 65 million dollars were their growers not showers it's uh 71.1. That's close. You got to give me that. Yeah. I get the win on that one. That's a winnie. That's an amoogie. Uh, wait. A woogie. A woogie. And how about Come worldwide? Here. Come here. 118 million. I was actually shocked by this worldwide. It was 71.1. Whoa. Whoa. People don't like her. But. This movie. It did make money worldwide because I put in specifically for the guess I gave. You would have said seventy one point one. I would have given it to you, but U.S. and Canada was seventy one point one oh eight. Worldwide seventy one point one oh nine. So somewhere out there, it made a thousand dollars. It screened officially. I think it made. I think I remember the math. It made nine hundred and fifty eight dollars. That's weird. That's bizarre. And that's yeah. I mean, it is like a. And a weird holiday for just Americans only, I guess. Yeah. So you're you're layman Kyrgyzstani watching this would be like, why is there a fucking groundhog? Why do they care? 
I mean, I do that sometimes. Why do we care? It's always wrong. The the fucking little rat thing is never right. <laughs> He's so, so bad, yeah. No, and he always looks fucking stupid when you haul him out of there. So do the people. They look they look ridiculous. Yeah. It's funny, you I mean, you just mentioned Kyrgyzstanians and the other day at work, it was like two weeks ago. I we were talking about football and whatnot and traveling and how snowy it was in Buffalo and for the playoffs. Football. Yeah. And we were looking at how close Buffalo is actually to Toronto. Because they're just like on the other side of Niagara Falls, basically, from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. So then we were looking all over. Then I ended up scrolling all the way out. And I was like, all right, guys, where are we taking vacations to? And then all of a sudden, Tajikistan came up. So we were researching everything about Tajikistan. Man, mm-hmm. they live at like an average of 12,000 feet high in Tajikistan. Oh, yeah. It's fucking, yeah, they're basically Sherpa people. And it's a war-torn country, except for just a Sick. couple little areas i learned so much about tajikistan it was great are you gonna vacation there now i don't think so where would you vacation we we already said this our dream vacation spot yours was cairo egypt and mine was the moon i just want to go where there's a movie theater right (laughs) there's got to be one in egypt probably probably not on the moon probably not cinema yeah, that's that's it. But think about how many movies I could watch on my trip to the moon and back. Oh yeah, DVDs. Yeah, yeah, you'd be living good, movie style. Um, f- plot tagline. Let's do the plot. Oh, okay, let's do the tagline. <laughs> I already did the plot long ago. That's right. I, I we'd have to reverse through the budget, through the history, and back to the plot. It's tagline. Yeah, time loop. Let's tagline. Also. It's- it's a Winnie. Wait, where do you think this movie made money? Nine hundred and fifty-eight bucks in Britain Mexico. with the chaps. I think there was a ban on American cinema at that time, so Mexico. All right, well, let's go with Mexico. It's tagline time, and I've got two of them for you. I bet they're like whimsical or make you think. One of the two. The first one's long. It's what would you do if you were stuck in the same day? Over and over, anything you want and everything your heart desires. Weird. Does it's it's wonkified a little bit. Yep. Um. The second one. He's having the worst day of his life. Over and over. That's a little good. That's a little better. But doesn't capture a... the beauty of it. Yeah. Like, where's all the twelfth night connections? You know. Twelfth night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have brought that up, I think. Let's say... I'm going to throw something out there, Brandon. These were not the best taglines, even though it's a good movies. Should we try and like make our own, see if we can Let's improve upon the idea? Love the idea. We're creative chaps. We love movies. We can do it better. Yeah, and we don't... We're not restricted by corporate dickheads, so we can say whatever the fuck we want. So yeah, maybe something like... like yeah, like... Uh, like, love... Love never dies, even if you do. That's great. What about, oh, this is good. What about the slicer, the dicer, and neither are nicer? <laughs> you're, you're right, Brandon. I, I don't know if it's relevant to, to this podcast, but it sounds so so catchy anyways. It might sell. But it's, it's a good tagline, regardless. It could sell. Yeah. It could sell. Um, he's back, and it's doing the same day again. I just like he's back. I think that's not bad. What about time loop more like time poop? 
Time poop. Um, that's that might be too good. Though. It gives away a lot of the movie. You don't want people yeah, to know right. it's a time loop movie right away. True. How about this guy has to live the same day every day over and over? Um, and it's Bill Murray. Come watch it. <laughs> it's starring Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. Come down to the theaters right now. And your local local movie house. I think we hit some good ones. Probably our initial ones. What about? I was trying to think Groundhog of something with Groundhog. I was thinking like, like ground shaking. Groundhog eh. Day. This old. This old. This will blow your brains out. Pork and ground pork day. Pulled pork day. <laughs> Pulled pork day. Yeah. What about? Don't be shocked if you watch this over and over. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Because of the shocking, sneaks, because of the and the it, toaster and in the bathtub. It sneaks, it sneaks in the fact that they has to relive the same day and over and over. And if like if you don't go if you don't know about it, you're thinking they just think I'm gonna watch this movie a lot, and then afterwards you see the poster going out and you're like, Whoa! They snuck it in there. And and people tell us we shouldn't be in Hollywood. They tell corporate, they, do, they tell you that corporate dicks and fuckheads. And fucking dickheads. The kids tell me that every day. That you they can't say, be in Hollywood? Mr. No, they tell me I should be in Hollywood. They say, leave, Mr. Lorenz. Leave us, leave us alone. Quit hitting us and go somewhere else. To Hollywood, perhaps. <laughs> That's And, and they, they mean it. Yeah, they do. They do mean it. Well, kids, those... kids can, can't lie. That's the thing. Yeah, they're like, they're like elves. They can't lie. Correct. Well... Those are some good taglines. How about facts? We've got obviously groundhog facts. Groundhog facts. Ground would that facts day. Imply some biological facts about the species of groundhog, which I am not prepared for. I am not either. I don't Fuck. know much about this large mammal. Are they a mammal? Like I think so. Yeah, large rodent-like they're not mammal. A frog? No, they're not amphibians. Amphibian like facts. Frog facts, he means. You can be you can be a mammal, a lizard, a, a frog. That's a that's um, an amphibian. You can be a bird and that's a you bird. can swim. It's fish. Swimming guys. That's everything else everything falls into one of those five things. Mammal, lizard, frog, bird, swimming guy. So, facts. Fish. Facts. Those are the animal kingdoms. What animal kingdom? What about time loop facts? Oh, oh. Let's do the time loop again. Facts. Let's do the time loop again. Again. Facts. Facts. I was in the Virgin Islands once. I met a girl. We ate lobster, drank pina coladas. At sunset, we made love like sea otters. <sighs> that was a pretty good day. Why couldn't I get that day over and over and over? You know, some guys would look at this glass and they would say, you know, that glass is half empty. Other guys would say, that glass is half full. 
I think you as a glass-is-half-empty kind of guy, am I right? What would you do if you were stuck in one place and every day was exactly the same and nothing that you did mattered? That about sums it up for me. Let's do the time loop again. Facts. We love a good song fact name. I mean, we did that. We're progressing more and more into a musical podcast. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think about the, you can tell everybody, this is Boone's song facts. <laughs> I think about that so much. Those are great. So funny. What a great episode. <laughs> or Ryan. getting good views. Uh, I think so. What about Ryan? How's, how's our YouTube doing? Our YouTube actually has been getting nearly double-digit views instead of, like, one or two a lot. It's been great. Chugging along. A couple of them with, like, 30s, a couple of them with 40s, one of them with 50. Yeah. What about our overall numbers? How we doing? We're chilling? A little lower than it used to be. But higher YouTube numbers. Yeah. so. So. I guess it's balancing out. Compensate. Or what about the Ryan Lord of the Fly Like an Eagle facts? Also good. Ryan, well, Tropic Thunders uh, facts, facts. We yeah, love musical we turning, facts. We are turning into a musical show. Let's do the time loop again. Facts. Facts. Let's see. Have- I think I have a lot. I think I have 11. I have 12. Um, number one, 12, I have 12th night facts. The first one is that Bill Murray was bitten by the groundhog twice during shooting <laughs> and he had to have anti-rabies injections because the bites were so severe. They didn't give the, the groundhog rabies shots beforehand. I guess not. I was on a deep dive on Twitter the other day with about rabies. It was like, it was like, I don't know. It was like horrifying videos or something of Twitter page and it was just a man like trying to drink water that had oh, late that stage rabies guy? and he couldn't yeah did you see that oh yeah seen that video then i clicked on it times. i went through everything like learning all about rabies it was like all indian dudes too over and over and yeah, over again they can't help getting rabies yeah so it's <laughs> terrible you get it. the get those rabies shots for your dogs and things next up I is that shoot Harold? old yeller yeah oh yeah and cujo yeah. Old Yeller didn't have rabies. He just was old. Sure, wasn't he, he did. No, his name was Old Yeller. He had rabies. That's his whole fucking thing. He was yelling. Ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah. There goes Old Yeller again. Yeah, he was old. And he was shooting. always yelling. <laughs> no, he had rabies. No, Next up, very sad. Is that Harold Ramis originally wanted Tommy Hanks? For the lead role, but decided against Everybody it. Everybody did at that time. Yeah, saying that Hanks was too nice. And so Hanks instead did Philadelphia. And he won Best Actor. He's had some curmudgeonly roles, but yeah. I could, he is America's nice guy. Tom Hanks has had curmudgeonly roles? A little bit. He's had some. Yeah, I mean, he did Elvis. Did you ever... You didn't see Elvis. There's yeah, no way that was you saw a ridiculous Elvis. performance. I've seen his performance in that, though. What's another one? The Post or Bridge of Spies or Bridge of Spies, yeah, that one's not bad. They he Say did Mr. Uh, Banks. That's not curmudgeonly. He did Captain Phillips, which isn't curmudgeonly, but is definitely more. He's scared. It's not lighthearted. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's like scared. And then he did Larry Crown. Do you remember that one Larry with Crown Julia Affair. Roberts? Yeah, no. Thomas Crown Affair, is that different? I think so. Larry Crown was with Julia Roberts, and he's like trying to go back to community college or something. Oh, that's He was supposed stupid. to get all this buzz he's because stupid. it was Tom Hanks and and, and Julia. Julia Roberts, and then it was kind of and a then it turned out it was, it was okay. stupid. Oh, Cloud Atlas. Good. I like that movie. Uh, next. Bill Murray, Stephen Tobolowski, and Harold Ramis have both been honorary Grand Marshals for the Groundhog Day celebrations in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. That makes sense. That does make sense. They gotta be called back every fucking year, yeah. They try. Uh, Next, in the original version of the script by Danny Rubin, Phil Connors was already trapped inside the Groundhog Day at the start of the story, and we joined him on a typical day with the audience wondering how he knew everything that was going to happen around him. And Harold Ramis promised not to change this aspect of the script, but then ultimately decided to do so. Broken promises as it equals a broken man, but good, probably a good choice. To ground it at the start. And we've talked about, you already mentioned the one, the Palm Springs, where mm-hmm. he already, we, we start the movie and Andy Samberg's been in it for yeah. an unknown amount of time. He, he knows everything that's going on around him and he's just saying random things and you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then later when you see it again or you think about it, you're like, oh, shit. He's been there all yeah. along. So. So I think both I think both ideas actually work. They can work. Well. Yeah. Uh, next, among the content of the special features, Harold Ramis states that the original idea was for Phil to live February second for about ten thousand years. Jesus Christ. Later, he says funny. that Phil probably ended up living the same day for about ten years. In the in the history of the movie, ten thousand years is hilarious. 10,000 like years is a God long wizard time. I know. 10 years is still a long time, but... 10 years is a really, really long call. time. Uh, next, Danny Rubin and Harold Ramis both said that they avoided exploring the truly dark side of Phil's time-lapsing, in which he would commit psychopathic actions without consequences, including things being like homicide, rape, torture, etc. Yeah. I think, for the better part, you're going to do a rom-com, you should probably movie. leave homicide and rape out and of rape it. Yeah. And torture, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It would be a little bit unredeemable, I think, <laughs> if Phil yeah. fucking rapes somebody <laughs> and the next day he's like, whoop de doo <laughs> Oh, what's going on? Be a little un- un- irredeemable. Because yeah. I watched that fucking Clint Eastwood movie where he rapes someone in the first, like, half hour of it, and then they like try and recover it later on. It's like, no, they deserved it. It was bad. And then you're like, nope, I don't like Clint Eastwood's character a lot yep. anymore in this movie. Yeah. Not many movies can pull off you hating pale the main rider. character. Easy Pale Rider. Yeah, Easy Rider is different. Uh, next, Harold Ramis directed the kids in the snowball fights to hit Bill Murray as hard as they could. So Murray responded by throwing snowballs back at their faces as hard as he could. <laughs> It seemed like they had a fraught, it was a fraught time making this. Very fraught. I don't know what that word means. It was fraught. F-R-A-U-G-H-T. I know how to spell it. I don't know what it means. You're looking it up because you don't know either? Filled with or likely to result in something undesirable. Looks like I knew. The way you were saying it kind of sounded like maybe it was a fun time. No, it was fraught. Okay, fraught, yeah. 
Uh, next, Bill Murray was undergoing a divorce at the time of the filming and was obsessing about the film. So this is that psychological aspect. He would ring Harold Ramis constantly, often in the early hours of the morning, and Ramis eventually sent screenwriter Danny Rubin to sit with Murray and iron out all of his anxieties, one of the many reasons that Bill Murray stopped speaking to Harold Ramis for several years until shortly before Ramis' death in 2014. That is interesting. He was like, I gotta throw myself into something so I don't go crazy in my divorce, and then the director was like, yeah, fuck, fucking just chill, dude. Yeah. Instead of being a friend. A thank big up to for, homie. Thank you for being a friend. But they did make up at the end. That's good. Yeah. Um, Pre-anti-penultimate is that a family of groundhogs was raised especially for the production. Yeah. Because they die so quickly. Yeah, apparently two to three years is so fast. Plus, they probably had accidents with them. One had rabies, it turned out. Oh my god, I watched this TikTok. It was like a nature document. It had David Attenborough. It was an Indian guy with rabies. <laughs> I did watch a lot of those, though. Yeah, yeah. So many. All, all of them. All of them Indian. Um, I watched this video where it was about figs. And it was about this specific non-self-pollinating fig. And one of the creatures responsible for them was fig wasps. And it was it showed this wasp burrowing inside the navel of like only two day time it opens up just big enough for the tiny two millimeter long fig wasp to get inside its little butthole of the fig and so it crawls in there it tears off its wings and it gets inside and it starts getting all the nectar and pollinating all the little spores and the flowers that are inside the casing and then it just starts laying a bunch of eggs in there and dies inside of it and then the eggs are in there for like five weeks and then they hatch but the males hatch first and then what they do is they take their uh like uh kaleidoscopic penises and stick them into the eggs of the unhatched sisters and fuck the unborn sisters so that they're pregnant when they're born and then this and then the sisters come out and then all the boys lead the way out all the homies as protection and then they just die from all the ants that take them away and kill them so that the girls can go and be pregnant and give birth in two days and then they that whole Uh, process happens again i don't remember why you brought this up because we were talking talking about about short (laughs) we're talking about short light lifespans the three years so then i thought of the fig wasp how how it's for the girls it's it's two days. They're born pregnant. They find a fig. They okay. eat it and shit in it and lay eggs, and then Good. they die. But that the brothers are born. You're right. The brothers are born. They the bro- fuck the their homies. They fuck their unborn sisters, and then they die. They're like, like hey, unborn it. larva sister. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So I know you were happy I told that story. <laughs> so I forgot why you started that. <laughs> It all uh, makes you. It, it was a like, clean connection. You're right. You were like, "Why is Britain talking about fig wasps connection? Fucking each other." Then everybody in the comments was like, "Well, I'm never eating figs again." But apparently, it's only like this one. No, you will. It, but there's like self pollinating ones that don't have to do with the wasps. And don't pretend you won't. Yeah, exactly. Next figs fact. are good. Next fact. After its release. Several writers emerged, claiming that the story was stolen Ooh, from their sure. own ideas. 
Science fiction author Richard Lupoff claimed that it was a ripoff of his short story 12.01pm, while Ken Grimwood, author of Replay, was another. However, Danny Rubin said his only jumping off point of inspiration for this film was the story Christmas Every Day from 1892 by William Dean Howells. Yeah, it seems like everybody's had this idea at some point or another. And last week, I think after we had finished recording, we talked about time loop movies and we kind of like looked up a list. There's a lot of Christmas ones out there. Yeah, it is. There are a lot of holiday themed ones. They all revolve around a holiday. Um, Penultimate is that this is number 238 on IMDb's top 250. Just snuck in. So it might get kicked out. Why why is it? How did you do that? Did it do it because I gave a thumbs up? I don't know. But mine doesn't. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? I always hate that. It always is like like someone's watching us. I always think it's Seth. <laughs> Seth's just watching us? I don't understand. Because you were like kind of like this? Like yeah, if you I hold don't. it long enough, maybe? I, I it disturbed me every time. And like the last time that happened, I was like, oh, you maybe you were playing me. a joke on me. But this arm was here and I could see this other arm right here. So I have no clue what the fuck oh, just yes. happened fucking bizarro world anyways so do you have movies it was near or something i i sure do is that part of your plan scrolling that is part of my plan let's see it was number what did i say well when i clicked on the link it's not 238 anymore oh it's 241 now already bumped down uh one's right before it's uh i remember i thought there was one that we did on the podcast oh exorcist is 227 so just a little above it but ones around it uh to be or not to be at 237 the battle of algiers at 238 grapes of wrath at 239 sound of music at 240 there's this oh um 240 all amora's peros yes i don't know what that is that's uh i'm pretty sure that's alfonso or yeah it's alfonso coron right or is it Inaritu? I don't know. A film by Inuritu. Yeah. Uh just a nineteen forties film called Rebecca is two forty three. Of course, it's Hitchcock. Is it? Oh it is Hitchcock. Cool Hand Luke, two forty four. Good movies. Uh The Iron Giant, two forty five. Oh, went to my high school. Uh and let's just round out the top two fifty. You got the help. Uh it happened one night. Oh, uh The Four Hundred Blows. Gangs Ugh. of Wa- Wassiper. Don't know it. It's five hours and 21 minutes. The Gangs of Wassiper. Sounds like a good movie. By Directed by Anurag Kashyap. What in the world is this? Oh my lord. It's got mm. severe everything. Sex, nudity, violence, gore, profanity, like alcohol, drugs, rocking, frightening, rockin intense flick. scenes. And then the last one is Aladdin from 1992. Mm, Weird. Weird jumbled mix. I like most of them, yeah. Yeah. And my last fact for you is obviously nominations, and this has its fair share. Let's dive deep. Deep dive. Deep dive. Uh, First off, you've got the BAFTAs. And it was the winner for Best Original Screenplay. Big award. I could see that. That's a big award. Um, the 2020 awards. I don't know what that is. Academy of Sci-Fi, Fantasy, and Horror Films. 
Winner for Best Actress, Nanny McDowell. Nominee for Best Actor, Best Fantasy Film, Best Director, Best Writing, and Best Costumes. Uh, American Comedy Awards, it was nominated for Funniest Actor and Funniest Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture for Bill Murray and Chris Elliott's. British Comedy Awards, Us Chaps, winner for Best Comedy. Us Chaps. Uh, MTV Movie Awards, Best Comedic Performance Nomination. And the New York Film Critics Circle Awards nominee for Best Screenplay. So winning a it's, BAFTA, it didn't it didn't even get nominated for an Oscar, though. Or Golden Globes, it didn't seem. But it did seem to hit a bunch of different areas, like the Academy of Science Fiction, the BAFTAs, MTV Music Awards. It really did seem to hit a lot of different areas. Yeah, people liked it. In 1993, that was the... So this came out in 93, so it was the 94 Oscars. The Philadelphia year. So this is the year of Schindler's List. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the end of our Let's Do the Time Loop again. Facts. Facts. We're in so, sync with that shit. I think Nicole. Uh, it's called it's Coca Cola. She says movies taste good here at the movies, and then we have two options of the fork in the road. I think we could have her get bit, have to fight a groundhog, or she has to like just do that for the rest of her life, be stuck in the theater doing this ad forever. Ooh, that's actually like, pretty good because I was gonna. It's like an Indian man. Oh shit, those are all good. My my original idea was just that she is a waitress, and she's at work, and like one of those cracked out cooks thought it would be funny to flirt with her and try and lock her in the walk in fridge, and so she's just stuck in the fridge every day. Yeah, for, for the, the rest. Of, yeah, she's just in there. It's not even a time loop. She's just. Until she dies. It, it's all a metaphor. It's like you you feel trapped in your own life. You know, you're trapped in the same. Then, no, you're just trapped in a walk-in fridge. But then she opens it and the, the groundhog with rabies gets her. Bites her, yeah. Turns her into an Indian with rabies, yeah. Yeah, as, as she was meant to be. So she's a waitress at, at where where is Denny's. she working? At Denny's, yeah, that's good. Cracked out cook. Flirts with her and tries to lock her in a walk-in. She's stuck in there for days. Opens up the door. The world's taken over by rabies. Rabies infested groundhogs. They get her. And she, she gets bit. That's a metaphor. She turns into an Indian. She turns into an Indian man and gets rabies. Yeah. And she's it's, better it's off. It's a metaphor. It's a good movie. It's, it's a metaphor of would you rather be trapped inside your w- with yourself or out in the sickening world? You know, as an Indian man. Yeah. It's two forms of torture. Self-isolation versus publicity torture. Ooh, I can hear it. And for Call Nicole, and the, the groundhog rabies is like it's life, the paparazzi. Yeah, and life, yeah. So that's beautiful. Alex and Paul just got to the flamethrower scene. I can hear it. Oh, and you better get out there. It's, no, I, we gotta, gotta finish this podcast because we gotta finish this podcast about this movie. All one day. Acapella. Yeah, I got a sock a fella. I we already did that. Rockefeller.
Yeah. We already did that. Tune into the YouTube video number two, uh, like right at the beginning, like the first couple minutes. So what's, so so what's Nicole Kidman doing this week? She's already got bitten by rabies. We already know that. Oh. Let's get into some, what should we call these, uh, groundhog facts? No. Let's do the time loop again, facts. You know these things. The we budget. just did this. No, not the budget. It's the movie. That's why oh, we movie Oh, it's like movie. a time loop thing. Let's, well, we'll do it out of order, I guess. It's <laughs> yeah, February 1st. And and on February 1st, there's an old-ass Columbia's Pictures logo. Old Love school, old baby. Ass. It's like the best one, too, the Columbia with the, the fucking lady. With the, with the lady and the stars and That's whatnot. That's the best one. Warner Brothers and, is cool. Fox is really cool. With the with the da 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 da, da da da, what about the planet? What one's that? Ba 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 ba. Universal Pictures. Ba ba Universal. ba ba. What about like planet? MGM with the lion. These are all good, actually. What we're good. deciding they're is that iconic. these production companies put some thought into their. Doing. Yeah. What about the one well, with this the is horse, the, best one. the Pegasus? That one's kind of lame. Is that Indian Arrow? The one that's painted or something? No, it's like a Pegasus flying in, and oh, that might be an older. That might be a Columbia thing too. Maybe. Well, I like Paramount. the lady more. Dreamworks rocks chill. with the the fisherman yeah. and the Disney's Pixar, is good. Of course, Pixar's great. They put some they thought into this. Yeah, apparently they know Columbia. Yeah, old ass Columbia Pictures logo, dorky ass music, like a like a carnival music as the intro credits. Was like bam 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 bam, and clouds are just rolling in. Oh, maybe a storm. Oh, a rookie. For foreboding things to come. Maybe. And Phil, our main man, Bill Murray, he's doing the weather. He's a weatherman on Channel Nine Action News in front of a blue screen, not a green screen. Yeah, I guess it's a technological shift. No clue. No. I, I have no clue how a green screen works. That's crazy. But he's in front of a blue screen. He's cracking jokes left, right, doing the weather. and He's charismatic. He, he has to go. He tells him, you know what? I'm not going to be here for the 10 o'clock news tonight as I'm heading to Puxatani to report the Groundhog's weather predictions. And let me tell you, trying tell to me. figure out how to spell Puxatani in my notes. Punk, punks. Yeah, punks P- with an S at the end too, with an X and yeah, P U N X S in excess. The writer inside, the writer, the writer inside. P U N X S U T punks ut. If you're used, I mean, if you're a fan of the rodent, this is easy work, Brandon. And Phil's even harder to spell. Yeah, is it with an F? Is it with? With a P-H. E? Yeah. I-L. Unknown. Wow, like philosophical. That's what it's short for. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, yeah philosophical man. Um, And he's got to go report this. Phil and Larry, his cameraman, and Rita, one of the producers of the show, are the all hottie. headed to an annual festival for the report. Yeah. I did like the moment when they were like, when he was talking about something about Rita, and he's like, I think you and Rita can get along. She was one of the productions. She was wearing like a blue vape blazer oh, and she's yeah. standing in Get front along. of the blue screen she's like oh, floating. and i was like she's funny i like her yeah she's kind of dumb no rita's the best 
Yeah, Good. and they're He's all really heading to the, the carries of the movie, the soul of the movie. Andy McDowell, this trio. And they're heading to the annual festival for the report for Groundhog's Day. And Phil is very reluctant to be doing these small pieces. He says that he's being scouted by major news networks and is going to be moving up next year. Which, like, this he is last year. old in this he movie. Does. That, I mean, and I don't know. Is that how weathermen work? It's kind of funny. Basically, like, it's the fucking minor leagues here. Head, head hunted, up. yeah. Yeah. But he seems like a fine weatherman. I mean, you're going to be called up when you're batting 800 like he is in this weather channel yeah you're right he's he's got the hot fucking touch yeah and phil wakes up to his alarm radio in puxatani he he's staying in a nice b&b everybody else is staying in this shitty motel to i got you babe bum, 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 bum. he got in a ski you, accident we already talked about sunny and share did she she might have not ever like got remarried or something i don't think Cher did. I'll look it up. Keep going. Okay. He wakes up to Punk. I Got You Babe and Punk Satani. Two reporters talking about an imminent blizzard and the Groundhog's predictions. The whole time he's like, you low league guys, you don't even know. There's no weather. There's no blizzard coming. Uh, oh, fucking rats can't his- predict the weather. Exactly. Oh, no, she yeah. did. She did. Trust Immediate- Wait. Immediately? I mean, she divorced Sonny Bono, too, at some point. So. Oh. He died way after they got divorced. I thought they... Oh. He died in 98. I thought he died in, like, the fucking 60s. When did they get divorced? Um, 75. They were together for 10 years. Oh, shit. 23 years later. He had two more wives, and then she married Greg Allman for four years. Of of the Allman brothers, Brandon. Do they own almonds? All, All man. Ooh, a man's man. I like it. Um, and Phil's witty, but kind of an ass to the bed and breakfast owners. There's a guy that greeted him at the stairs, the old lady, uh, that runs it asking about breakfast and all that. And he's walking down the streets of Puxatani when he runs into Ned Ryerson. Not Ned Flanders. Wouldn't that be something? Nope. Not Ned Flanders. And Ned Ryerson. I've seen this guy in every fucking movie. He apparently, is this guy. Because of that guy. He- <laughs> He's he is that guy. Ned Ryerson here selling you life insurance. How you doing, buddy? What else has he been in? No fucking clue. He was some guy from high school with Phil. Sees Phil on the street and is blabbering about life insurance and all the ways he remembers him from high school. Hey, you know, I'm the one that shit in the bed and all that. Yeah, I don't shit remember the bed. what he said, but shit Poo-poo-poo. the bed. And he gets away from him. During this reluctant report, Phil, the, the groundhog, sees his shadow. Which means six more weeks of winter. And Phil... Which everyone's fucking pissed about. Yeah. Of course, obviously. And Phil, the reporter, seems frustrated that another Phil is deemed a better weatherman than him. And that he is stuck doing these small not, pieces such yeah. as this. Not only is he bad, not as good as a weatherman, he's not even the best Phil weatherman. Yeah, shit. That's rough. That's a dig. That's a dig. And Rita and Phil... They're, they're there, you know, they're going back and forth about what's going on and maybe his sarcasm and what and how he doesn't want to be here. But they have a kind of flirtatious banter to them. Yeah, it's in like a mean-spirited sort of way from him a little tiny bit, yeah. Yeah. And as they're driving back to Pittsburgh, they did their show. They're not staying the night. They're going right back. The giant blizzard rolled in. They... Phil was wrong, mm-hmm. and Phil the Groundhog was right. And accidents happen on the highway, and they've got to close down the roads, meaning Phil, Rita, and Larry 
are stuck in Poxitani for another night. Yeah, a, a hellscape for for Phil almost. But he'll get out in the morning. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, what's one extra day Let's in Poxitani? Yeah. So Phil goes to bed and he wakes up the next morning to so get a hotel room. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, the bed and breakfast. He wakes up to the bum 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 yeah. bum bum. I got you, babe. He died in a skiing accident. So we're clued in. We're clued in on it before he is a little bit because he doesn't. Yeah, he, check it. He wakes up and there's a report about a blizzard and Groundhog's Day, and Phil isn't impressed by the crew. He thinks they're just playing the same tape back again until he checks outside and sees that the blizzard has already melted off. He's like, "Okay, now that's weird." Weird. Yeah, he can go. He can leave right now. Go to Pittsburgh. And he walks out of his room. That guy that greeted him at the top of the stairs greets him again. He's like, how you doing? Are you excited for the Groundhog? He gets a little violent with this guy asking him about Groundhog Day. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've done this once before. There's no fucking point to ask me again. We did it. We did it. He died in a ski accident. (laughs) and phil is slowly reliving his previous day he's able to predict each moment coming you know the the old bed and breakfast owner asking him about breakfast or ned ryerson coming up to him on the street he begs rita to slap him in the face when he gets to the report um to wake him up but report reports the news from gobbler's knob again and in the newscast he walks off right in the middle of it and he goes back into his bed and breakfast Takes another cold shower before bed, and he wakes up. But the, yeah, this fucking crazy dream will go away. No. Dun dun, dun dun, bum bum. He died in a ski accident. Bum bum. He did. Did you know that? (laughs) I'm gonna look at more about that, his death. You keep going. Yeah, what what, uh, ski resort was it? That's what I want to know. I just want to know if, like, he hit his head on a tree or if he, like, suffocated under a tree well. That's what I was thinking. Those things are scary. Tree wells are really scary. You're just going and all of a sudden you're sucked right in. You're gone. He did hit a tree. He hit a tree and died. And where at? South Lake Tahoe. Mmm. Well, cue another morning waking up to I Got You Babe and the radio personalities. Phil's in a hurry today, trying to run by every person that he has already encountered and made small talk with. The one thing he can't, he avoids all of them. The one thing he can't avoid, that damn puddle. Every day he walks and steps in that big old puddle. One thing he can't shake. Can't remember. Yeah, is a puddle. And he goes right to the newscast site. He pulls Rita aside to tell her he needs to talk to her about non-work related matters and that he's not doing the report. But when she is done, she needs to meet him at the diner. So apparently she did the report that day. But. Soloed it. Took his so, job. Yeah. Han, Han style. She Han soloed it, styled it. She fucked him. She <laughs> shot him first. On this sunny, all of the above are true. No, on this sunny, sunny and share day. Diner. Yeah, yeah. And Ooh, he tells Rita that he's stuck in the same day over and over. This is his third time living this same day. She thinks this is the stupidest story mm-hmm. he's ever come up with, just to get out of doing the newscast. So she suggests yeah. he gets examined back in Pittsburgh. And he's like, well, I can't not, go back There to is going to be a Pittsburgh. You don't get it. There's a blizzard. We can't get back. Tries to tell him and how he can't go back because he's stuck. And now you're going to cue several montages of him 
meeting with doctors, doing MRIs, and therapists talking to him. One how of the ther- get, like <clears throat> how does he get like MRIs on the day of? That's kind of crazy. That's crazy. I, apparently, the medical there isn't a backlog of medical things in Puxatani in 1993. You think that's crazy? They even have an MRI at all? Almost. Mm, good question. But, I mean, they did. Yeah. They brought it up. I, I guess no. You just 30, like logically. Yeah. Yeah. I guess thirty years ago, you didn't have to make an appointment three months out for something in healthcare. It was just like then and there. I guess it's, I guess it's a commentary on the degradation of our healthcare system. Ooh, good. And the one, the one therapist was like, I, "Let's let's set another appointment for tomorrow." And he's like, "Sure, <laughs> sure." I liked that. Yeah. But um, Phil is now just trying to get someone to listen to relate with him with these drunk guys at a bowling alley bar. Um, and as they're yeah, talking like back guys. and forth, he realizes he has no consequences anymore. Yeah, he's like lives in a fucking video game world now. Anything Do what you want, you hit wanted, the save button, yeah. Get arrested, you die, it'll end up the same way. So, he goes cynical driving the streets with the drunk guys, living like there's no tomorrow and no consequences. He gets in a high-speed chase. Stealing money, yeah, he's a little all hammered. Not caring about damaging property, dodging trains, etc. And he has decided that now et he's etcetera. He has decided he's that mailboxes with baseball bats. Ooh, rebel! He's getting drunk. It's the last day of school. This is just how he's going to live now. And so he gets arrested. Could you imagine if that was like the end of the time loop, and the next day he woke up in jail? He's like, Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, or like when he accidentally kills somebody. Yeah, high kills risk. Kills Puxatani later. Ooh, kills the fucking groundhog. Yeah, that's okay. They'll they've got a whole family and they die in three years anyway. They do. We learned this. But in captivity, they live longer. He wakes up the next day to "I got you, babe." After he was arrested, and he's ecstatic that he's basically mastered his new life. He's one step at everyone. Oh, ahead of everyone, answering their questions. Kissing the bread, Ben Breakfast owner, punching out Ned Ryerson, and even dodging the puddle on the way to Gobbler's Knob. He's done it, yeah. <laughs> this is everything this, you'd want. This has been a couple months, couple years in this at, at this point. I bet a couple, months. a couple months of him fucking around. Yeah, just and fucking around mostly. Phil's in the diner with Rita, ordering every item on the menu, absolutely picking out, smoking in the restaurant. Drinking from the coffee pitcher. I guess smoking in the restaurant in 93 wasn't a weird thing. That's not weird. But it just shows his excess, yeah. I I was actually brought this up today about when I was would go to restaurants here in Billings, like a Guadalajara Mexican restaurant in the Heights, and it'd be like, they'd ask, do you want to sit in the smoker section or the non-smoker? And I'm like, thinking about it, it's like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I just sit there and smoke while they eat? Yeah. It's fucked up. I'm glad that did change pretty quickly. Like, good I'm on gl- us as a country, I guess. Because I'm we didn't glad they that all that, that hard. Are, yeah. If that, if that happened today, that would absolutely not. People would fight back so hard against that. Yeah, try and tell a 15 year old not to smoke their vape in the bathroom, and they'll go on a rampage. They'll kill you. <laughs> Literally, they will. They will kill you. Like I, I'm gonna drink of water. When I was Keep working, going. yeah, sure. When I was working at Cold Stone. I remember, like, I would, I, it was mostly high schoolers, and I would hire some of them, and they would talk about, like, all the kids in high school and whatnot, and it was like, all right, truly, like, how many kids vape? And they would be like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe two-thirds, and I was like, two-thirds of all kids vape now? 
That is an insane number. An absolutely insane number. And they're like, yeah, you know, they'll hide it yeah, in. Yeah, pretty accurate. They'll hide it in their sleeves so they can do it in class and, like, fully inhale the fumes so they don't come out. They'll do it in the bathrooms. The bathroom's just like a, a cesspool of smoking now. Like, that's why. Yeah, now we have, like, detectors in there that sense it. If, if it senses the smoke, it beeps and the principal goes running in there. Nice. That's good. Did I ever tell you about, in high school, my bathroom experience in senior year when we did bathroom club? No, that sounds gross. It was just a bunch of us that would go to the bathroom before government class in this one hallway bathroom. But anytime one of the fellow members walked in, we would just go, hey, and then we would just pee and leave. But one of like the home ec teachers in that hallway was like, like was trying to report us. She's like, they're smoking pot and throwing confetti in there. Like, what the hell? We're just, you were. we're just we're using the bathroom and yelling A at each uh, other. Was confetti involved? No confetti was involved. No confetti no was confetti harmed in the involved. making of bathroom club. But she then one day she walked into the, she walked into the bathroom, into the boys' bathroom. We're like, you Ooh. shouldn't be in here. And one of my friends, Kevin, and he was actually our student body vice president. She was trying to keep him from going to the bathroom. He's like, I can use this bathroom. It doesn't matter what you say. So he like pushed her out of the way and went in the bathroom. He got sus- he got in detention and stuff Ooh. and for all this. And then there was like a big like harassment charge against the teacher. And then all this shit That's started for happening. Bathroom club. For bathroom club. Just because we were going to the bathroom and going, hey, it became a big thing. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's pretty power trippy from her. Seth was part of it, I think. He was he he dabbled he was in bathroom during it. Yeah, he was always taking his shit. Well, um, Phil decides not to drive back with Rita and Larry because it doesn't matter and live his life however he wants each day. He's talking to this mm. hottie Nancy at the bar or at the diner. Nancy's fucking hot. Just getting some basic info from her to impress her on a later day. On and a later day, um, yeah, and then there was a great shot. Because for a second, after he does all this, you believe he's not stuck in the same day anymore. You see the clock change to six o'clock in the morning. But instead of I Got You Babe, it was polka music. And it was, oh, no. But no, it was just it was just cueing the montage that's coming up of him stuck in the day. That was a little little audio twist. That's kind of cool. The way that the story is layered like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so he uses his knowledge to land a date with Nancy from the diner. They're making out, and he keeps moaning Rita's name. Mm, that's what little Freudian slip there, boy. It's a classic, classic sex scene trope in a comedy film. Of course, yeah. But his nonchalant attitude about all of it has Nancy still enticed, and they have sex as he moans Rita's <clears throat> name away. Yeah, I do like. I mean, this is kind of. Like the first instance where there's some more of the romance evolved in the movie. I do like the philosophical angle of it all so far as well, too. I just, love it. It could have been a lot more comedic and a lot schlockier, I think, than like oh, they talked 100%. about earlier. You know what I mean? It could have been so slapstick and every day was just him making fun of people or besting And it could have been a lot more like Rita stuff so early, too. I'm glad yeah. they, they, they looked at the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And um, another day, Phil's mastered the timing of one scenario as like an armored truck is picking up money from the bank 
and he notices a girl comes and she drops things. He's able, oh shit. That's the mic. <laughs> Down goes the mic. Um, he's able to fucking rob this truck. Yeah. Fucking heist movie now. <laughs> yeah, robs the truck without anyone noticing. Now he's on a movie date with another hottie, like all dressed up. And Phil's, he's still doing his newscast. And today he asks Rita what she would do if she only had one day left to live. Yeah, she gives a pretty philosophical answer, right? Yeah, I mean, she talks about all what she wants in life, her goals, her her dream man, uh, etc. What? She, yeah, what she wants in a man, etc. But all all it, this is is just a day for him to it, learn as much as he can about her. It's like a new challenge for Rita. Exactly. I'm gonna apply all my knowledge, the same tricks with Nancy. I'm gonna pull on Rita. And now a montage of him ripping out a piece of the van every day so that they have to stay in Puxatani. They don't even try to drive back to Pittsburgh. Giving them more time, he's learning her drinks, he's buying her drinks, they're connecting, and this montage, it isn't like a bunch of separate installments. It's him Mm-hmm. learning the drink then the next mm-hmm. one's him learning and buying the drink then the next like one's a, him like learning and buying the step, drink yes uh, yeah and mastering scaffold it's so good it's it's a great it, montage. you have the no idea it's great too you have no idea how long he's been doing this day after day but he's mastering the craft of getting to rita to fall in love with him in one short it's like day ins- yeah it's insinuating that like these relationships are merely you can manipulate them almost like a like a Hitchian fashion. Ooh, nice. Hitch. Yeah, Hitch. Good movie. Bad movie, but Hitch. Decent movie, but Pretty Hitch. bad movie, Hitch. <laughs> Pretty bad. Pretty poorly made. I mean, not, not poorly made, just a bad movie. No. Misogynistic. Decent movie, yeah. I, definitely misogynistic, but decent. Rom-coms are littered with misogyny. You wouldn't think, because it's such like a female-driven like fan or targeted base towards female, yeah. yeah. You really take some smart ones to <laughs> to not be sexist. Um, he even learned French to impress her. So you know, like him trying to—that's months right fall, there. Him trying to fall, get her to fall in love with him for one day and master this is an extremely long time. But they end up in his room and are making out. But he tries to push it too far. She wants to wait until tomorrow before more. But obviously, he can't wait. He, he tries every little trick. Pulled all the stops. Even yeah. says he loves her because he has grown to know her so well. Like he might love her actually, but that's weird for her at this point. That is odd. He's More devoted to almost so much time to her. Um, was that your mic again? No, I was me slapping. I'm making a slapping sound because. Oh yeah, Rita she slaps him ass. and storms out. Um, and we get to see. Failed attempt after failed attempt after failed, all ending with a slap to the face. You can't get over that hump. Because no matter what he can do, Reed is not the type of girl you can win over in one day. All he wants to do is hump, but he can't get over the hump. Ooh, good movie title, good tagline. Like it's a camel. Ooh, call it the hump. And have like two, a couple on the camel and they're going like, eh. And, the, and they're fucking on the camel. Well, that's the porn parody, yes. Oh, yeah. Of the hump. And them fucking is what's in the logo of the Factor Boys. 
Yeah, Factor Boys. The Factor Boys, back at it again. They're fucking... Kelly actually texted me, and she's like, oh my god, I can't wait for Bilson to make this logo for you guys. And I was like, I hope he's good at graphic design, because it was incredibly yeah, ambitious. A, he does have a lot of talents. Police yeah, of work, course he does. Acting, graphic design. Being good Kelly's human dad. being. Yeah, good human guy. Av- avid podcast, podcast listener. listener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can do it, for sure. So, um... After all these failed attempts, there was one, it came kind of out of nowhere, but it was a shot like extremely close up of his alarm clock. And it was the cards of the alarm clock, like mm, falling, flipping. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I, I just Long saw that. Motion. I was like, Ooh, I but, mean, talented filmmakers pay attention to that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Makes a difference from your average rom-com. And I think that that was a visual cue of him flipping his attitude in life because now yep. every day he's overly pessimistic with his life he's given up he can't get over the rita hump plus also he's fucking stuck here in this hellscape for life yeah he does cynical newscasts he impresses old folks with jeopardy wakes up every morning tired and angry smashing the alarm clock and this is the time period mm-hmm. where it's like this has taken taken two years or ten years excuse me to to pass through is this his like depressive period yeah who knows how long again i think you said yeah and phil tells rita they once had a good day but he wants it to end and he steals the groundhog leads everyone on a giant chase he eventually drives off like a construction cliff and crashes his truck exploding (laughs) inside it they die and he just wakes up the next morning to i got you babe even the death doesn't do it yeah what he should have done was uh, died in a skiing accident. Mm, like a hit your head on the tree type situation. Yeah. He must have been going pretty fucking fast. They said he died immediately from blunt force trauma to the head. Ooh. So he didn't even like walk around all dizzy. With with little, star, little, little rubber ducks floating around above his yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. Little stars and how they... <laughs> Big old ouchie. And giant, giant, giant bump. Maybe no, he wasn't sec- wearing a helmet, though. I'm sure he wasn't. He was too cool for that. But just going like 90 miles an hour down a cliff <laughs> and then hitting a jump and going sideways and <laughs> getting obliterated by a tree <laughs> to the head. Poor Absolutely Sonny. destroyed. Yes, poor Sonny. Um, and so, after this, cue a series of suicide attempts mm-hmm. for him. Because what's the point? You be creative with find this at too, least, I guess. Find at least one way to either get out of this cycle of the day or just end his life. There was toaster in the bathtub. There was walking in front of moving semi trucks. There's jumping off of the church bell towers, etc. Etc. This probably lasted for a couple months. New creative ways to kill yourself. Yeah, why not? Every day, new way to kill yourself. Also gives him something to do. Something to look yeah, forward to at the end of every day. Morbid way to look at it, but I guess, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Phil try- finally tries to open up to Rita about him and his situation. And he tells her about how many ways he has died and how he's a god. I am a god. <laughs> Boo! I am a god. Up the damn croissants. <laughs> um, and he shows off his knowledge about every... Random person in the diner. He predicts things that are yeah, going to happen. Boom, boom, boom. And then he blows her away with how much knowledge he knows about her. 
He's built up over the years of attempting to f- sleep with her and seduce her, yeah. So she's convinced? Yeah, she is. Like, good. You know how hard it would be to convince somebody in one day that you are a god and relive your same day over and over again? That yeah. might be as well, hard well, as he, making like, somebody fall I mean, in love tried, with you. He's tried earlier in the film. This is like shows the progress and growth when he tried to tell her and she's like, you're fucking crazy. True. And now she's like, yeah, now that he's, true. Now that he's opened up to her in a true fashion, they're friends. And she truly believes he is stuck here on this day. She's trying to offer advice Whatever to she can, yeah. look at this as a positive to correct his mindset in his one day life. And maybe he'll get out of his loop. And Bill Murray just gives like, that they're like sleeping in a bed together. Mm-hmm. But they're not, they didn't have sex or anything or a kiss. They just had a great day as friends. And he yep. gives like the greatest little monologue to sleeping Rita about his love for her and his own despair mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. being able to love her. And then he falls asleep. Maybe that did it. He's try- finally being honest and open. Nah, 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 great nah, bit. Guys, God babe. damn it. Which is like, even, he's not like, even when he's completely sincere and then it's so much frustration after that. Yeah, it's like, it's like you were having such a good day skiing 90 miles an hour downhill, and then it's over, just like that. nowhere a fucking tree. (laughs) Uh, Actually, his little monologue there at the end, too, kind of reminded me of the Billy Crystal monologue at the end of When Harry Mm -hmm. Met Sally at the New Year's Eve party. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. So... He's now woken up with a new positive outlook on his life after Rita told them that. He's trying hard with work. This He's is, given money to the homeless man. I think uh, yeah, I think this is where a lot of, we said earlier, a lot of the spiritual religions like claim this, or you can look at it through those lenses. Here, this is a very Buddhist idea, right? I'm just going to accept the suffering and take the positive with it. Let mm-hmm. that flow through me. There's redemption aspects of it with Christ and everything. Yep, so it, I, was just about to, I was just about to say, doing your good deeds can repent for the sins that you've done before. Uh, he also is asking Larry about his life and his family. He's learning piano. He's ice sculpting. It's French again, etc. Cetera. Et cetera. Oh man! And uh, Phil help. Oh God, I just read this note. It's so sad. Phil helps out that homeless guy by getting him a place to stay. Uh, yeah. And taking him to the hospital, but then he dies that night. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Phil wants to see if he actually died and will come back to life, so cue a series of him spending the last days with that old man over and over and over, making sure his last moments are lived to the fullest each day. Oh, my God. That's fucking intense. That's, like, what I mean. Like, at this point in the movie, a normal rom-com is all him him and fucking Andy McDowell. And not exploring these other, like, pretty meaningful, like, better movie, I think, but this this is, but it reminds me of, like, the the fucking dementia stuff of uh, the Justin Timberlake movie. Oh, yeah. Friends with Benefits. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just these little subtleties that they added in there. More like that one layering. scene where the yeah. guy, the, the homeless guy died in the street and he's trying to give him CPR to bring him back to life. Yeah, that's oh, not normal God. rom-com shit. That <sighs> hearts and it was so beautiful but phil has now enamored the hearts of all of the residents that everyone in town tunes into him during the report on groundhog day now is he's, like, but he's he's just gonna mail it in like he always does well he gets to even hold the groundhog 
But yeah, he's he's, he's one over crap. everybody. He's the king of the town. He gives and a he's big, learning. impassioned, real, real fucking weather report this time. He's a he's a real Puxitanian, basically. He's learning about every in and out of the town and being there for people who need him every day. There was like a kid that fell from a tree. There were old ladies with a flat tire. There was a man choking on a stake, etc. He, yeah, he's he's more of a god in the ubiquitous sense here. Yeah, he's magnanimous. And there's a ooh, good word. And there's a big Groundhog Day party every evening. And Phil, because he's been learning piano for how long, is fucking tearing it up on the piano. Fucking Elton John out there, yeah. I love the Billy piano Joel. teacher because it's she's only taught him apparently for one day. And she's like, that's my student I the best. All. Yeah, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> one day. She's a, she's a virtuoso. Yeah, that was great. But as... Rita and Phil share a dance at the party. Person after person come up to thank Phil for what he did for them. One scene that we never saw was Phil becoming a doctor and fixing a guy's back. Yeah, he's a chiropractor now. I mean, that's like that's like a two years study right there. Y- yeah, probably probably four. Honestly, yeah, probably a full medical degree every day. So he got a full medical degree. He's learned piano. He's learned French. He's French. learned everything about the town and, and all the flip people. Cards into your hat into hats. Mm, learned how to change a tire. Easy. That's hard stuff, yeah. But the biggest thing is learning how to be a good person. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That's dirty. That's true. He did learn. Um, And Phil is the first bachelor up for bid for the charity that night. And every girl's fighting over him. They started the bidding at $10. Come on now. Yeah, We've seen on. Marcy X. They started at ten grand for Dr. Well, everyone's just throwing themselves at him all day in this. You think yeah, he they're all... Get, he would gauge, gauge the room. Yeah. They, they all are fighting over him, but Rita spent all her money to be with him. $340. Yeah. Which is like... And... Which is like $4 million in today's money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 30 years yeah, later, it's $4, $4 million. million. Um, and he spends a night with her, romancing her and confessing his true love for her. You know, she's privy to him being stuck in the same day every time, and he confesses his love. And they spend a night together. They have sex. They do. That's the key. Yeah. And then the birds show up. The birdemic birds. Oh, Nice. Because yeah. her feet were so dirty. Yeah, every time they have sex, then the birds show up, Brandon. <laughs> you for- lest you forget, we've done this three this, times. Yeah, because this is only the halfway point of the film. Yes, you're right. And <laughs> no, they have sex, yeah. and six a.m. rolls around. Dun 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 dun. I got you, babe. But then the radio DJs are like, "Oh my god, not that song oh, again!" I fucked up. And the woman's arm reaches over to turn off the alarm. It's, it's Rita. It's not the same anymore. It's February 3rd. If he fucked her, that that was the key all along. That's how you get out of the time loop. You fuck the girl. Yeah, he could have done... I, I, off, do you think he... You don't think ever, did he? You, you don't. I don't think so. He wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, he kills people. He kills himself. He kills himself a lot. I don't think he would do what I'm thinking. So I think he just, yeah, he, he sleeps with her. They're in love. It's February 3rd. 
I don't know what you're thinking right now. He didn't now. force himself on her, did he? At no. any point in those ten years? I hope not, no. He's a pretty bad guy. I mean, that's true, and I, I, I said so. in my... That would be pretty my, irredeemable. I said in my history and my facts that they tried to avoid the darker stuff about the, the murder is, and the yeah. rape and all that, but... It, the it's mind February, wanders. It's February 3rd, he's in bed with Rita, no longer stuck in the time loop. And with a newfound appreciation of life, he realizes the beauty of her, the beauty of the world, the town, and he wants to move to T- Puxatawney with her as they run off into the road. And that is the end of Groundhog Day. With a and pretty shout great, great weather report, too, that reminded me a little bit of when the New Year's Eve speech, when they when she gave the great speech to the yeah, whole yeah, city yeah. of New York. The whole city. Yeah, about, hey, our, our, our fucking ball's down, but y'all need to love each other and shit. Have a little faith in me. Have a little faith in me. And I have, have a little, little faith in this faith movie. In me. Shout out to Alex for watching this movie an ungodly amount of times. New Year's Eve? No, Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Oh, at the Roxy's thing? Yeah, there's a yeah. theater in Missoula that gives you... Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. free yeah, movies yeah. for a year? I think like so. a free movie pass? Uh, yeah, So if so. you go on Groundhog Day, you sit in that theater and you watch the movie, I think it's eight times in a row? Well, it's a 24-hour basis, yeah. And you you only get like a 15-minute break in between each one you can't sleep can't be on your phone and all shit like that yep you have to sit and you watch it but if you do you get free movies for a year so shout out the rock scene missoula shout out alex Mm, that's a shame shame. that's the movie that's the movie um movie bears that's us we're the movie bears we're the factor boys no we're the movie bears we're also the movie bears yeah this week Cuddle in. I think it's time that we get into our grizzlies, pandas, and polars. And and polars. When Chekhov saw the long winter, he saw a winter bleak and dark and bereft of hope. Yet we know that winter is just another step in the cycle of life. But standing here among the people of Punxsutawney and basking in the warmth of their hearths and hearts, I couldn't imagine a better fate than a long and lustrous winter. From Punxsutawney, it's Phil Connors. So long. Nice speech, Phil. Thank you. Thanks. How was that for you, too? Hey, man. You touched me. Thanks, Larry. Thank you. I gotta go. Phil, Mm. that was... Surprising. I didn't know you were so versatile. I surprise myself sometimes. Well, where are you going? Would you like to get a cup of coffee? I'd love to. Can I have a rain check? I've got some errands I've got to run. Okay? Well, Phil, errand, errands, what errands? I thought we were going back. Got your ass. <laughs> there's your koalas ass. and there's black and there's, there's sun. There's sun bears. Sun bears are weird. Marina always says sun bears give her the creeps. They well, look like. I- yeah, yeah, yeah. People in bear costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing this summer. They do. It does. They have weird butts. Um, <laughs> water bears. Sea like monkeys. A, a water bear is like a little tiny bacteria thing. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, those things fuck you up. Did you did you ever have sea monkeys? You remember those super little things? Yeah, I think like I you tried could to keep them as one. pets. I think I swallowed one once and was like pretty scared I was gonna die. What is a sea monkey? I'm gonna look that up. It's like styrofoam. What are sea monkeys? They come in little kits. Oh yeah. Sea monkeys is a marketing term for brine shrimp sold as novelty yeah. aquarium pets. Maybe maybe it was something else. Water. I think I I think I had like a little like a, a dinosaur grows a dinosaur thing or something grows a, put a pill in the water and every day it grows a little bit. Oh yeah, I had that. I think I, think I got I one of those for you. I think I swallowed that when I was like 8 or 9 and thought I was dead. I got one of those things from a cracker barrel and yeah, you put the egg in the water and it gets bigger and bigger and like it hatches and it grows and yeah, grows. I ate that one dinosaur of those. got so big. I ate one of those. That might be why Maybe you I, ate one of the I have the towels. problems. A talisman. Do you have any quotes, yeah. Brandon? Of course I do. The bigger question is, do you? I don't. I have zero quotes. I didn't take any. Lucas, I, you said you were gonna take two. I have I have one I remember from the movie. Say it. I, I'll, I guess I'll do two quotes. The first quote is, I got you, babe. I'll steal that nah, one. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, that's a nah, quote nah. from Sonny and Cher because they said it a lot in the movie. And then the last quote is, um let's oh fuck i fucked it up it's the last line of the movie it's uh, let's rent not own or let's own not rent whatever the fuck it is that's my yeah. quotes for the day let's own not rent let's lasso the moon let's lasso the moon ted, ted george, george, george bailey. bailey lassos moon great quote yeah there we go two quotes successfully done um i did them perfect and now i don't have to do quotes for the rest of the calendar year what the season you need to take some quotes from the tempest all right i'll t- i promise i'll take some quotes next week i promise you don't that's not next week two weeks and, from now and the, the next week i double dip in. i got you guys i'll do 12 so quotes take- each you're going to take 12 quotes in Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong? I sure am. I bet I could get All right. 12. Hold me to okay. it. Okay. Well, I've got 10 for you here. Uh, let's see the first one. This is when he's in the bed and breakfast, and he goes, do you, Phil goes, do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? And she goes, I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. <laughs> Mrs. Lancaster. Do you think he ever... Uh, you don't think... I don't think so, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think he forced himself on Mrs. Lancaster. Good. Uh, when he's talking to the drunk guys at the bowling alley bar, and he goes, what would you do if you were stuck in one place, and every day was exactly the same, and nothing that you did mattered? And the one of the drunk guys, Ralph, he just goes, well, that about sums it up for me. Mm-hmm. I wish those guys came back more. Those guys rocked. Yeah, they show up at the end when he's fucking giving his speech. Missed opportunity. Let's see. Ooh, this is a good one. He was talking to... This is the kind of the flirtatious banter between Phil and Rita at the newscast, the first one. And she goes, That's the perk of having a really good producer. Anything I can do to help? And he just goes, Can you help me with my pelvic tilt? Mm, with my dick? Can you the hold it? Dick. Yeah. Hold it? Yeah. Uh, she, when he's, she's talking about her ideal Rita. man, she goes, 
I want a man with a good body who doesn't have to look in the mirror every two minutes, though. And he goes, I have a great body. And sometimes I don't look in the mirror for months. <laughs> months on end. She doesn't want Patrick Bateman. She does not want Patrick Bateman. Most women do. Uh, another part in the bar with the drunk guys, Phil goes, I was in the Virgin Islands once. I met a girl. We ate lobster, drank pina coladas at sunset. We made love like sea otters. Now that was a pretty good day. Why yeah. couldn't I get that day over and over like and otters. over? Like sea otters, yeah. Sea he could. Eagles. I mean, what's stopping him from fucking hijacking a plane and crashing it in the Bahamas and trying that shit Me- and going? Yeah. Um, this is when they had that snowball fight with the kids. Hey, one of these kids just threw a snowball at me. And they, hey, are any of you kids up for adoption? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think he ever no, killed those he kids? Didn't. Oh, maybe. Maybe killed those kids. He did not force himself on those kids. Well, no, he wouldn't. They would never um, kill them. Two back, two back-to-back ones are kind of the dichotomy of his newscasts from pessimistic to optimistic stuck in the time loop. One is, you want a prediction about the weather? You're asking the wrong Phil. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's going to be cold, it's going to be gray, and it's going to last you for the rest of your life. Mm. Kind of a philosophical outlook. Versus? A philosophical philosophical versus uh when chekhov saw the long winter he saw winter bleak and dark and bereft of hope yet we know that winter is just another step in the cycle of life but standing here amongst the people of puxatani and basking in the warmth of their hearths and hearts i couldn't imagine a better fate than a long and lustrous winter from puxatani it's phil connors so long i knew you had that i knew it yeah, that's that's the New Year's Eve speech. The hey, the thing is down, but everybody in the city say thank you and love each other. Yeah. Um. Right as the night before the time loop ends, when they have sex for the first time, or right before it, uh, Phil goes, "No matter what happens tomorrow or what happens for the rest of my life, I'm happy now because mm-hmm. I love you." That's also very fucking Buddhist moment, right? That live in the moment. Yeah. You can't be present or past yep you can't be future or past excuse me you have to be present and my last one is when he's talking to a sleeping rita and he goes very softly i think you're the kindest sweetest prettiest person i've ever met in my life i've never seen anyone that's nicer to people than you are the first time i saw you something happened to me i never told you but i knew that i wanted to hold you as hard as i could And I don't deserve someone like you, but if I ever could, I swear, I would love you for the rest of my life. And she says, did you say something? And he just says, good night. If he squeezed her as hard as he could, she probably probably hurt her. You don't think he he wouldn't. Squeeze her eyeballs out with his hands? Yeah. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Hands around the neck, yeah. But that is the end of quotes. Some good ones. Yeah. You got some it's ratings quotes. time. 12 between us. <laughs> ratings. Okay. This is where I lock in. It's time to rate the bitch. Let's rate the bitch. Fucking rate this bitch. It's like a PIMP. Tomometer. Oh, me. You, 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 you. 92. Oof. 94. Oof. So close. Two. 
How about audience? Oh, me? You. You, you. Yeah, you. 92. Ooh. 88. Ooh. Within five? Still so. within five. Uh, you, Lucas, uh, IMDb Metascore. Metascore. 87. Mmm. 72. What the fuck? Yeah. Low. I mean, yeah, that's always hard to gauge and score. All right. You're still two or three. How about audience score out of ten? You, oh, Lucas. You. you want me to guess? I don't know. Sorry. You. This t- this time <laughs> we're doing you first. Audience. Um, eight point one. Oh, it's an eight point oh. No, I thought about it. I was gonna do it. There we and go. I got back on track though. Let's see what this is around on our okay. list. This is this is the ninth this highest the rated film yeah, we've say. ever done. Uh, right above it is oh, I guess this is the ninth, including future films we're doing that I already have booked. So eighth currently. Mm, okay. Right above it is The Exorcist, A Brighter Summer Day, Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey, The Shining, Alien, really like It's a Wonderful Life, and Spirited episodes. Away. Yeah, yeah, or birthday choices and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, Re- all masterpieces revered. in one birthday point. Uh, and right below it, uh, Annie Hall, oh. uh, A Christmas Story, mm-hmm. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Okay. When Harry Met Sally, Yeah. The Little Prince, The Fifth Element, The Florida Project, What We Do in the Shadows, so and The Outlier, more... yeah. Love on a Leash. Love, Love on a Leash. A little more of a... <laughs> mismatch there i mean things like a christmas story i like but don't love so interesting to see what i'll give this yeah so what are you gonna give this um is this one that holds up me lucas i'm going to give this a 9.3 on the thermometer 9.3 this is this is rock solid like i said this does shit that rom-coms doesn't do that normal rom-coms don't do um and it's high and it's elevated fucking bill murray kills it this is like a a thinking man's movie which i kind of like about it um yeah i got nothing terrible to say i didn't (coughs) i didn't perhaps like fall in love with it as much as i have other movies which is maybe slightly keeping it out of that that revered territory of 9.5 and above but uh, impeccably made impeccably beautiful love this uh me brandon snediger brandon snediger reporting DJ. my score here to 9.3 whoa hit it really did i influence you i was no i was really on the border of 9.3 and 4 and i yeah, that was me too. ended up with 9.3 um you kind of nailed it on the head the i it's a for a rom-com that dives into kind of the philosophical deep meanings of it, it has a clear-cut 140 runtime, easily we didn't digestible. We not even that, exactly. This, this is like two hours, 30 minutes today. The pacing is great. Like, it keeps you guessing. It keeps you wondering how long he's in there. The comedy aspects are great. The philosophical aspects are great. The acting performance by bill murray is astounding the best of Andy Mc- that i think yeah yeah, yeah. andy mcdowell's also great um oh, little cutie yeah. i i do agree it's a touch lower than when harry met sally and annie hall because i think personally the romance didn't hit me 
quite as hard I think as those other it. two yeah. did. But I think that's it's still it for me right too. there. Yeah, which is which is like the movie spent a little more time doing some other stuff, so you got to commend it for that sure. as well. Yeah, yeah. So two nine point threes. That's a calculating a four point one average. No, that what? can't be. That can't be. It's got to be with the inflation a twenty million. Yeah, it might be eight hundred billion. You you might be right with the inflation. It's a nine point three guys. Yeah, One and I our... love when we do a little matchy matchy. Yeah, it makes it makes the folks at home all bubbly. Um, reviews. I've got four it, critics, and I think one, two, three, four, five, six users. Is Big critics. Rog among amongst them? Bill, Big Rog is. Do you want him first? What do you want him? One through four. No, put him last. I want him to take back cleanup. Okay. Uh, Hal Hinson at the Washington Post said. Sure. The Ow. best American comedy since 1982's Tootsie, Groundhog Day demonstrates Ramus's capable comedic timing and offered a clever pot plot without pretension. Do you know who wrote Tootsie? Ghost wrote Tootsie. Elaine May. Elaine May. Elaine May. Elaine May. Elaine May. Uh, Sonny from Sonny and Cher. Oh, ski. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, uh, Jonah Goldberg at the National Re- Review. He says, yes, one of the best films of the previous 40 years, positioning it alongside It's a Wonderful Life as one of America's most uplifting mm. and timeless films. Yes. Yes, I think I, I think so, even though you hate it, It's a Wonderful Life. I didn't hate it. I gave it a 7.8. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a, that and is, then I, that's a fair I, fine score. And then, and then you later, amended it to I, like 7.9. I amended it saying I would recommend it, too. Okay, that's right. That was what I was most upset about. Yes. Uh, next, you fucking hate this guy. Owen Gleiberman at Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. He is a dumb fuck. So let's hear what he says. <laughs> he says, the tone was inconsistent. Fucking poorly paced. Dumb shit. <laughs> God damn him, I know it. Oh. it was, the tone it was, was inconsistent, poorly paced, with some scenes going on too long. Some scenes work as isolated comedy sketches rather than part of a larger narrative. When compared to the other big time travel film, Back to the Future from 1985, that is much more cleverly structured. Uh, that's not what you should be comparing it to. <laughs> it's not a time Gleiber, travel man. film. That's an action-adventure movie. Goddamn him. And that Back to the Future is great. Love it. It is. But sure, totally. Two, Probably around two the 9.3 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Owen Gleiberman. What Always idiot. gets it. So Big Rog, so I'm glad Big Rog's bad in cleanup. This is why I did Big this. Rog, Chicago Sun Times says similarly to the similar to the Murray starring Christmas comedy Scrooge from 1988, featuring a similar transformation from selfish to selfless. But where that film offered a grim discontent, Groundhog Day offered optimism. Four out of four stars. What a what a what a king Big Rog is. He gets it. Imagine he he rattled off a Gleiberman-esque review there. He is the little songbird as Gleiberman is the but, Cosmasp. Uh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Cosmasp. Uh, do you have Cosmasp lined up in our user reviews to speak of, Brandon? I do not. Good. But I do have one, two, three, four, five of the six Ooh, are returners. That's a, that's a 95% return rate. No, it's not. Something so like it's that. Really not. It's like eighty-three. But Five out first of six. off, Songbird. February second, 
2011, she, she autism. says she's she, she Asperger's to autism. Yeah. Groundhog Day is a wonderful movie. Essentially, it is a one joke comedy. But what makes Groundhog Day so delightful is that whereas it could have been derivative and predictable, the film always is always full of life and full to the brim with fresh ideas. The script is a delight, always funny, quotable and witty, while the story has a surprisingly refreshing concept and several great scenes. In conclusion, a delightful film that works on all levels. 10 out of yeah. 10. 10 out of 10. Wow. She usually is rare to give those out as well. I think 9 is a one of her favorite numbers because of the Asperger's. I thing. think, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Snoopy Style, October 27th. He's still watching. 2013. Yeah. He says. Seth says, Harold Ramis has created an iconic comedic premise. It has ingratiated itself into the lexicon of society. Bill Murray is the perfect actor to portray the sarcastic character. And along the way, we have some great laughs and some well-constructed sequences, like Phil trying to sleep with Rita. Andy McDowell is cute with an adorable charm. And in the end, it finds a heart in, in this wonderfully simple premise. 9 out of 10. I agree. I, I do think it's kind of funny how all of these reviews are like, Bill Murray's so great, he's transcendent, he's philosophical. And he's like, hey, McDowell's cute. He's yeah. There too. Look cutie. Which I, I don't disagree with, but yeah. She was cute, but made. she, she, she gives a cute. great performance. She does. She's the heart of it, like we said. Next is my one newbie, Thomas Droofke. July 14th, 2020. Boo. This person says, Perhaps this film gets billed too heavily as one of the greatest comedies and rom-coms ever, because I neither found it to be all that funny nor charming on the romantic level either. It's not a bad film, but it's certainly nowhere near Murray's best. As unfortunate as it may be, the concept of the time loop story has been done so many times now in movies and TV shows, almost all of them better, that this film feels almost far inferior and dated. Fair or not... That's just the way I saw it, but it deserves credit for being one of, if not the first film to do it. But to me, it didn't hold up. Six out of ten. What TV shows have better time loop than this? These claiming. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there was Community? a thing of Black Mirror. There has that to be episode, an episode of Black of Mirror. Glee? Is there a season of Glee that was time loop? Yeah, when they go to divisionals once and then they don't the next time loop. I think that's just a different year of school. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, I guess it did say kids graduated, but that was part of the time loop thing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> They're stuck in a time loop that's an 80-year process of their life. <laughs> yeah. I think and that's when they right. die, they're reborn. It's just reincarnation. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, next, returner Leofwein Draka. He's, I, have, I don't remember what he's, what he's like. He's, he's a, a vampire. Yeah, he oh for sure. Uh January 9th, 2018. Right says, the office. Groundhog Nope. Groundhog Day is a classic comedy of ninety-three that goes to show that the best premises are the simple ones. Bill Murray is perfectly cast as a jerk of a local TV weatherman who finds himself forced to live the same mundane mundane day over and over again. I was partly dreading this because of the focus on his romance with Andy McDowell, fearing another vomit-inducing film in the style of Four Weddings and a Funeral, but I needn't have worried. McDowell is very good here, although the film belongs to Murray, and the romance is handled sensitively. 
However, it's much more than just a romance. It's a film which explores the human condition and has a lesson for both Murray and the viewers in how to treat people. It's funny rather than preachy and comes across in a very similar fashion to It's a Wonderful Life, except with many more laugh-out-loud moments. 9 out of 10. I, it makes sense, the connection. I never really put it together myself, I guess, the It's a Wonderful Life aspect. I guess it makes sense, so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it really does. It me, but it sure does. Clear, clear line. Uh, next, returner that I don't use super often, but Studio AT. Yeah. November 3rd, 2016, they say, They're smart. Groundhog Day is right up there with the best work Bill Murray has ever done. And it's also one of the best comedies ever made, too. The plot is simple and yet complex at the same time. Bill Murray's character goes on a journey to become a better man, doing some pretty dark things along the way. And yet, we as an audience go along with it and will him to do well. There are lots of lovely moments throughout, with the comedy being intertwined with drama and poignancy perfectly. I highly suggest that you watch this film, because it's one that's message stays with you long after the final credits. 10 out of 10. Yeah, You don't think he... You know, you know. I th- I think he killed Sonny. <laughs> I think he I think he dressed up as the tree. He did. You're right. And hit him with the he lead did. Pipe. Yeah, in the head. <laughs> that's why was... that's why it came out of nowhere because the tree was standing still, but then he brought a lead pipe out. Yeah, fucking Sonny. He's like, oh, got him. The tree got him. <laughs> Bill Murray was standing there the whole time as the cops are around him. <laughs> Police dogs around him. He's got so much pot on him, but they're like, "Oh, it's just a tree. It's just a tree. That is, that's green. Stupid dogs w- with this one giant black area. <laughs> that's a leaf. That looks like a lead pipe, but it's not. It's definitely a leaf. That's how you leaves look. And my last reviewer. one, Returner Jacob John Taylor one. Yeah, an actor. Uh, on May second, twenty fifteen, he says this movie is not funny. It's kind of boring. It has some good actors in it, but the storyline was pretty bad. Don't waste time and money. Don't see this movie. It has a lot of slapstick. I do not care mush for slapstick. I think it is simple and not that funny. It is kind of a good concept, but not a very good movie. Don't see it. 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 Not funny. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny. Poo 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 and pee pee too. I need more line, and I don't know what else to say. This is an awful movie. Awful movie. Awful movie. Awful movie. Awful movie. Poo 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 poo. Bill Murray clowns around to try and make better, but the script is so weak it is still a very bad movie one out of ten <laughs> he's 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 i disagree with his uh, review but he he has a way with words <laughs> i like him he might be my reviewer of the season yeah exactly so that is ending it this week are you recommending groundhog day sure am of course Watch it all the time this is yeah. a, this is a great film one of our best ones we've done in a long time Arkin, I think my favorite maybe since uncle boon me yeah, I mean, Christmas stuff was pretty good. Boon, yeah, Boon Me was in late November. Yeah, probably. I think so. <laughs> I always appreciate when we get a we get a fucking banger on the podcast. There's that. There's a Christmas story and Avocado Women. That was we're in big, between. Big hitters, yeah. <laughs> Christmas it's story gonna, and Avocado Women dearth. between. <laughs> so that is ending it this week for and this month for the Love Lads. <sighs> Yep, 
we uh, our love is no longer in our hearts. And next week we're we're starting it's March to, Mania, crazy yeah, movie month, the, the manic March, <laughs> manic March. <laughs> we're going crazy shit. We got crazy bongs versus the Evil Dead or some shit, right? The the Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. That sounds sane. What else we got and next the, month? You got the Tempest. Tempest about mental about a mental guy named Prospero. Yep. What else? Nice. You've That's got uh, theme song. You've got uh, Dollman versus Demonic Toys. The return of of Bardo, Brick Bardo, Brick Bardo, and then to finish it off. Not a surprise anymore to you all, but a little little Fifty Shades action. Finish April off the trilogy. Fools. Fifty Shades Freed. Big tent ladies. Yeah. I thought that that one on. would fit there. They're coming on. So, that, that's, that's going to be our Manic March. You themed it like it. Yeah. And big, big news. We've got another themed month coming in season 10. May is Basketball Bros. May is Basketball Bros. We've got an interesting lineup after you we'll minis. talk about that later yeah <laughs> but minis i'm excited for minis so that's all i'll say yeah that's gonna end it thank you for listening let's fall in love this month folks no nope. do it it's, it's not that month anymore brandon you have to go be crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.